Welcome to Off the Page. I'm Crystal Siracus. My guests today are Stephen Gray and Vernon Gibbs. They're the co-authors of I'm Dreaming of a Brown Christmas, a beautifully illustrated kids' book that shares the story of Christmas traditions and family as seen through the eyes of a young black boy. I first saw mention of this book on Facebook, and I am so happy that Vernon and Steve were able to join me to chat. Vernon and Steve, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So tell me how this project first started. Um, um, I'll let Steve take that one. Um, you know, I, we're both kind of writers by heart, but this whole project was really um, kind of conceived by him. So I'll let him take the lead on that question. Well, um, it started about maybe three years ago, actually. Um, it was inspired by a few things. One was, um, you know, when I was younger, I would, you know, watch things like, you know, White Christmas and different movies and animated specials on TV. And I always felt as if um, our culture wasn't really represented. And it just kind of always stuck in the back of my mind that, um, you know, well, we we enjoy those things too, as far as, you know, African-American families. And I just didn't see it represented. So it just kind of stuck in the back of my mind that, you know, we need to have something that shows that we have those same enjoyable celebrations and family gatherings and stuff. And when I was a child, my mom bought us a book um, and it was called Brown is a Beautiful Color. And um, it was by Jean Carey Bond and it was a beautiful book. And they, the artist used three colors. I believe she used brown, white and yellow um, throughout the book. And she just, in, in so many words, she would go from page to page and just say, you know, all the beautiful brown things that existed that maybe we might have over, people may have overlooked. And so she took, you saw a bakery and you saw all the baked goods and then she started talking about the leaves falling and such. And so that was in the back of my mind as well. And then I have two daughters. And so one day I took them to see an animated movie. And in the movie, um, one of the lines was sort of offensive. It, it, it said, you know, the, the protagonist takes the um, princess into a tavern. And in the tavern, there's a bunch of, you know, smelly drunk men and, and the, um, the gentleman says um, something to the effect that, you know, it smelled badly, like it smelled like the color brown and that's, it stuck in my head that he would make the comparison um, with a bad smell or something dirty with the color brown. And I was just offended and got up and took my kids and we left, but it never left my mind. And so I've kind of been looking for an opportunity to do something creative that would counteract that thought process or counteract that, that premise, you know, and so, one day I was in the shower and I said, what if I rewrote the lyrics to White Christmas? You know, so instead of saying the lyrics that he said, you know, um, my, my lyrics started out, um, I'm dreaming of a brown Christmas with every lit brownstone window. And I just started rewriting the lyrics and I showed it to my wife and I showed it to my cousin and I said, you know, this would probably make a nice book. And um, so I'm an illustrator and I started sketching out some ideas. And next thing you know, we had a book idea and it took two years to get it done, but that was, those were all the things that contributed to where the idea of the book came from. And Vernon, where did you come in? We're, um, well, you know, when he talked about the idea, you know, we had done the fruit book already. So we were already working on our first book. We had had that out. We had self-published it, you know, um, through uh, print on demand and had seen some success with that. And it was really popular. So we were trying to think of the next product to work on. And he um, talked to me about this idea late um about two years ago it was close to christmas already he had about half the illustrations done and 
was talking about, you know, maybe we can, you know, um, really push this through and get it done fast for this Christmas. And I said, you know what, this is a great idea. Um, I can help you with some of the writing. Um, he had written most of it. I just helped him with tweaks here and there and some of the art, which he I didn't really have to do much. I just had some ideas about this and, um, you know, little things to add to it. And I said, you know what, let's make this a product. You spend the next six months working on it. And I was just really, um, what, I, what, what I think where I also came in was talking about making a Kickstarter because we really wanted it to be a quality book, like something that you would see in the stores and say, I want to get that book. I don't care what's on, what it's about. I just love the cover and love how it looks. And I want to you know, see what's going on inside. So I, you know, we said you know, the best way to get the best quality book was to you know, print it in bulk and we get a you know, better kind of rate per book, but it would also cost a lot because if you wanted a hard cover, with you know the special um, foil embossing and all that stuff would be expensive, and I had contributed to Kickstarters before, and I had kind of floated the idea of why don't we try to do a Kickstarter and see if we raise the money to get the book that we want? And we said, you know, what do we have to lose if you don't have the money beforehand? We'll be in the same place we were after the Kickstarter if we don't raise the money, right? So we were looking to try to raise eighty five hundred dollars in about two weeks in July to get the money so that we could um, print it in time for the hot for Christmas of this year. And we actually ended up raising close to 11,000. And we were just blown away by the support. And we knew that the money would go towards getting the best quality book we could get. The books, um, we worked with Jostens, who you know typically does yearbooks, but they had also done some small printing, like you know small runs of 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 books. And we went back and forth with them for a couple of days. They said, we can get you the books by October, but you gotta get us the files at a certain time. We were able to get it to them. And they got us the books actually about two weeks earlier than we expected. So we got them after the Kickstarter ended and we got the money. We were able to pay them the down payment to get the books. And we got the books by about October and we're just you know, floored by how amazing they looked. And we knew that we had made the right decision to go the Kickstarter route to get the quality product that we wanted. And as people see it, they're just like, you know, wow, they're just blown away by how the images look, how the, you know, the quality of it. Um, so much that we actually ended up in a local Barnes and Noble that accepts books from self-published authors. So it's carried in Clifton, New Jersey right now, which is awesome and hoping that it'll sell out so they want more and you know want more next year in other branches. Um, so it's been it's been really great. So I think the way we work off of each other is really is really great because he had never done a Kickstarter, but I knew a lot about it. He said, hey, you know about it, I'll let you take the lead and how to promote it and all that stuff. And I have a marketing background. So it just kind of came naturally on how to get the word out. And I think we've been really successful um, in getting that to happen. Now you shared a PDF um, or of the book with me and I'm can't wait to get my own physical copy because it is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> it's thank you. just, I, are, are some of the, the pictures of the family members based on people that, you know, you know, what's, what's interesting is um, they were not, I didn't, I didn't, I did get reference material. You know, I wanted to, um, you know, get pictures of children and, of all different races, you know, um, black children, white children. And, and, you know, so I just collected some reference material, but I didn't draw any of the pictures with anyone particular in mind, but I've heard a lot of people say, you know, this, this looks like somebody I might know. So it's yeah, been, yeah. it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> there, there is so much, almost, almost a photorealism quality yeah. in a way yeah. um but but the faces they are just so beautiful and so warm and so alive and it stood out you know i've, I've read a lot of kids books to nieces and nephews but this one really jumped out with the illustrations just mm. in 
how how warm and mm. and beautiful right you feel like you're there are. with the fa- yeah you almost feel like yeah. you want to be in that scene like man this looks so cozy and i want to drink the hot cocoa and watch the parade i want some cocoa <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly we need to get a, a you know a, a you know a promotion with swiss miss or something like hey look at this because you know? <laughs> it's like yeah the pictures ever we've heard that a lot from people where they say you know one woman saw the um, one of the images the parade image and like started getting choked up because there was an image there was um like um a cart in the back of that image that reminded of her of a cart that her grandmother had years ago so yeah it was a it was a wrought iron like a, a wrought, wrought iron yeah, planter, a wrought, oh, my a same, yeah my, my grandmother had the same one when i was a kid so people are seeing all these little details and i think this again i've heard the photorealism thing several times and you know when he started doing them and i was seeing all the pictures before anyone else and i was like i want to show more i want to show more he's like don't get the whole book away <laughs> so, so um so yeah it's been really great and the support has been amazing from people from all races which is i think what was really important to us as we put the book together to show you know um while it has a focus on black and brown faces to show the diversity and that just reflects who we are and the people that are in our lives and how you know, we just want to make sure that all shades of brown and in between were, were covered in the book. And I think it's, um, you know, hopefully we've accomplished that. Yeah, one of one of my favorite images is of the tree topper. Oh. Um, just yeah. because the colors are just, they just leap off of the page. And I think it's such a beautiful moment that if you don't grow up in a brown family, of having that shared connection that, you know, we've all got the tree topper, but everybody gets to have something that is so personally meaningful. Yes. I think, and just to see that experience, um, you know, what is that? What is that like for you? Like, what did you want to share in those moments, in those words that really reached out? I guess to uh, to other colors, to other you know people who may not have grown up in those households. I think you know, in my experience, what I definitely did not want to do is for the book to come across as being militant in any way or adversarial in any way. I wanted it to be more welcoming you know, almost like what, I guess what like the Cosby show may have done to open the doors to an African-American family. So you can see, you know, the way that Hollywood portrayed us for a long time is not, it's not always based in reality, you know, that we have um, maybe um, cultural things and um, family things that, you know, it may be difficult to relate to, but here's, here's a picture of what, you know, what, how we see ourselves and what we do during the holidays. And maybe it's not so different than what you do. You know, it's not so different than what you see in your homes. You know, I just wanted to maybe somehow find a way to, to just share that, like open the door and say, look, we, we, you know, we see the parade too. We, we have a tree chopper experience as well. You know, we, we have dinners as well. And, and so I guess in short, what I was trying to do is close the gap of how different we are. Because at the end of the day, we're really not that different. And I wanted to just, illustrate that in some way. You know, brown is a beautiful color. I remember reading that book as a kid, you know, back in the 70s <laughs> oh, or so. Yes. <laughs> um, and and this to me just seems like such a, a beautiful successor to that story mm. in many ways. Um, not just in, you know, that it's sharing this experience, this world, for lack of a better term with other people, but in the in the shades of colors that are so beautiful that don't, you know, but that are also so, I guess, almost a, a love letter to Brown. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I love that, that you, the way you phrase that. Yes. I think, it's, <laughs> I think that's, that is so beautiful. I had never even thought about saying it like that, but that's exactly, 
yeah. how I felt with the lyrics. If we're talking about the lyrics, I just wanted yes. to say, you know, you know, brown is a beautiful color and maybe you're not aware of it, but here's all the brown in your life. <laughs> right. Look at all the brown around you. You've got, right. you know, brown, beautiful things you, you experience all the time, you know, yeah. brown is a beautiful color. So yes, I'm, uh, that's a, a beautiful way to. Oh my God. Yeah, I got goosebumps. You still love the brown. That's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> my hair is standing on end. Like, like, that's a beautiful way to, to, um, to, to phrase it because yeah, again, I think yeah. what Steve said earlier about not wanting to become, come up as militant and like, oh, you know, brown, brown, you know, that kind of thing. And I think the picture and the tenor and the, and the words, you know, the words of the, of the book really reflect that. I'll, um, there's one, you know, there's one part since it was kind of based on the white Christmas song and it kind of repeats a certain section over and over as if it's a song. And it says, um, you know, I'm dreaming of a brown Christmas, loved ones of all shades come around. Hugs and kisses, bless safe and sound. In my dreams, Christmas is white and brown. So I think that just, I mean, if you miss out on this message just because, you know, you see someone on the cover that maybe doesn't look like you, you're missing out on a really a great experience. You know, I think in, in literature, especially kids books, they have, you probably heard this before, they have window books and they have mirror books. So a window book would be something where you're looking into the, someone else's world to see what it's like. And then you have mirror books, which reflect you know, um, what, who you are. And we think this covers, you know, both. So some people might see it as a window book and if they use it as an opportunity to look into this world and say, hey, they're like you said, they're not that different from us, um, then that's great. And if it's a mirror book where you say, oh my goodness, I grew up having a turkey at Thanksgiving, I, I, you know, at Christmas. I grew up yeah. having hot cocoa and making and baking and, you know, all those things, then, um, you know, you're getting the best of both worlds. So I, I hope yeah. that through this, we really, you know, hopefully made a difference. You know what? Um, I wanted to ask your permission to use that because <laughs> we've been oh, doing yes. a lot of we've been doing a lot of interviews and people ask that question and I, and sometimes I'm kind of stumbling trying to express how I, what I'm trying to say in the lyrics and for you to say a love letter to Brown is such a beautiful way to express what we're trying to convey. Yeah. Yeah. So I may be using that. I hope you don't. Mind. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's 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 what came across to me when I read it. It was just such a you know, there's, you know, I know, especially, you know, we've got issues of race and justice in the world around us, but to look at this book and it just, there's nothing but joy. Right. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's a good reminder for all of us. Yeah. And, and something else Steve did was that he, um, he did an original um, song that kind of went along with this. So rather than just rewrite white Christmas as brown Christmas and change the lyrics, he kind of made an original composition to go along with it that people have been downloading and adding to their stories on Instagram. So, you know, it just has this, you know, since it has a song element to it, we said, you know, let's try to create an original production. And he did it, you know, I can't sing, so I won't sing, <laughs> but, um, you know, he did all the, you know, the production on that, you know, he has a musical background, having, you know, been in a singing group and all these mm -hmm. things. So it kind of went hand in hand to have the book and the song together. And it's just been the people who have been supporting it have been great and loving it. You know, we've been able to play it at parties and different places and it's been, um, oh, nice. it's been awesome. <laughs> so I, I know that you both have kids. What have your kids said about the book? Um, well, uh, I, I mean, I can talk my on my side, the kids, um, you know, this is the second book that uh, they've seen me working on and seeing the back and forth and everything. And to be honest, they, you know, they love to, to see the book and they see the creation process and have their input. But in the end of the day, they're starting to look for their cut of the books. <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> they're like, okay, dad, you've made two books. 
how does this benefit me? Like, where's my, <laughs> <laughs> where are my royalties? <laughs> where, where, where are my royalties? Especially you know, with the fruit oh, book. Because my cut, my, my, you know, with the fruit book, my son was the inspiration for that. And he hated me saying that. I was like, no, but I, I was inspired to do the fruit book because you were going to throw out a banana. And I thought it was still a good banana smoothie. And I thought, you know, that's how the whole thing kind of started. And then when he started seeing a couple sales and started people seeing, he's like, okay, let's talk royalties. Like, where's the inspiration? <laughs> you know, but they've been super supportive of the book and everything that we're doing. They love seeing the images. And I think they like, oh, this looks like the same thing. They see their friends in the images and the photorealism just has this, you know, thing where you're kind of talking about the book as if, hey, that looks like this person. Is this based on that? Is that, you know? So I think they've um, they've loved being part of this process and seeing it, um, you know, and, and seeing their their cousin do something amazing. You know, when it comes to my children, I actually have grown. I have two daughters and they're both grown. Um, one's 27 and the other's about to be 22. And when they see the book and they talk about the book, they, they've always been really mature for their age. And the way they view it is it's like a legacy for them because my daughter just mm -hmm. had my first grandchild in March. So he's about nine months now. And so she's like, oh, this is going to be so great for him to be able to see to give him that his, you know, his cousin and his granddad did this book, you know? And so, you know, just like other people who have seen it, they see themselves in it as well. Mm -hmm. And they just look at it as something that we can pass down. And I was hoping that that would be the case. Like we really fought hard to get it printed nicely. We didn't want to rush it. We wanted to make sure we went with somebody that was um, really careful about yeah duplicating the or replicating rather the colors and everything the right. skin tones and everything yeah. so that it would be not so much just a book that you get and stick on a shelf but maybe something you take out every year like when you're decorating the mm -hmm. tree you take this out and put it out on the coffee table yeah you know so that's the yeah. way they look at it yeah so it becomes tradition yeah yes. absolutely yeah i've had people say oh this would look great on my mantle this would look great you know to put it out and i mean without even me having to prompt them so we know that when people see especially the hardcover version with the uh, snowflakes and everything people are just immediately blown away by the cover and then once they see the inside they're like oh my goodness you know this is something that you're going to want to read year after year and tell other people to pick it up and that's that's the hope that we get and i like what steve said about you know a legacy something that you think you can pass on to your own kids and they can say oh my dad did this and you know they're telling other friends to do it and you know pick it up and share it with others and this fact that it's been embraced by people of all races is really what what makes this probably you know and on my side the happiest just to see people it isn't like oh it's a, a book for brown people it's a book you know, it's a book for everyone and you can see it when you read it and you can you know as you read it and see the pictures you see it really is about um diversity and inclusion another thing that my wife mentioned that i want to just make sure i, I say is she said although it's a children's book a lot of adults have been really enjoying looking at these pictures. Like it gives mm -hmm. them kind of a warm feeling and it brings back, you know, yeah. just nostalgia, you know? So they're looking at the pictures and just, you know, she, she picks it up every now and then and she's seen it a million times, but she just keeps picking it up, looking <laughs> at the pictures and, and enjoying it too. So I don't, I know it's a children's book, but I believe <laughs> that adults will probably really enjoy it as well. Yes. I know that you, you've said that you've, you know, had some feedback from people. Is there any particular feedback or stories that you've heard from other readers that have just, you know, stood out for you? Um, I know that um, what surprised me was that there was um, a friend of mine in D.C. who um, um, supported the Kickstarter with four books, and he ended up kind of recreating one of the, the, the you mentioned the, the tree topping scene, and he actually create, recreated that scene of himself putting 
a brown skin angel on the tree and then sent it around and shared it with others. And that really touched me. I was like, oh my goodness, that he like, he actually took the time to recreate this moment because it's, you know, maybe in his estimation, this is something that he does all the time. So it wasn't necessarily a forced act. He was like, this is what we do. And this is reflected in the book. I'm just going to, you know, show it and show it in the book as well. And that was pretty amazing. I think the other, one other story was that, um, a friend of mine that I sent the book to um, had her um, daughter bring it into the class to, to as the as the as the reading, and the entire class was white. It was like you know, and that was that seeing that made me say, you know what, we're on the right path with this book because it isn't necessarily oh I can't bring it in. It's a book for brown people. They're not going to understand it. It's they read it, they loved it, they wanted to make it this the one they were going to share with their class, and seeing that picture like just warmed my heart because I'm like, this is what it's about right here. It's about everyone embracing this book and to see a class of all Caucasian kids reading this book and enjoying it just was like, okay, we're, we're, we're doing the right thing here. And we, we, you know, we've done something pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else to add or are we going to stick with that, Steve? <laughs> oh, we're going to stick with that. Yeah. I thought it was great too. Matter of fact, you know, when he sorry, showed me the sorry. picture, because it was, it was through, it was through a friend of his. So he, of course he had to send it to me. And when I saw it, you know, you almost want to just start <laughs> crying when you see that, because it's like this, this is what I was really hoping would happen because, yeah. you know, we have these conversations just to be just blunt and honest. We have these conversations as African-American authors. We don't want to um, alienate anyone. Like we don't want to put something on the cover. That's going to be like, this is only for our people and for no one else. No, I wanted to make sure that, you know, people would feel welcome and not feel like we're saying, you know, this is exclusively for us. You know, there's, a, if you would just venture past the cover, you'll see that there's more to it. Um, and so to see that, and not just that one time, I mean, there have been, I mean, he's got a, a bunch of pictures he's been sending me of people of different races and different ethnicities who, who are loving and enjoying this book. And that is just awesome. It's just awesome. Cause that was part, that was the heart behind it. Would you mind, um, whoever wants to do this, reading a little bit for us? Um, uh, do you want to read it, Steve, or shall I? I have the book in front yeah, of go me. Ahead. You have, I think you have a copy right in front of you. So you <laughs> yeah, I do. Okay, yes, yeah. I'll, I'll read a couple lines from it. So, um, so I'm dreaming of a brown Christmas with every lit brownstone window. In their cozy spaces, brown smiling faces, glad to come in out of the snow. I'm dreaming of a brown Christmas. Loved ones of all shades come around. Hugs and kisses, bless safe and sound. In my dreams, Christmas is white and brown. And I'm gonna do one more line, it's a nice one. Um, I'm dreaming of a brown Christmas. Our soldiers home from overseas in her brown uniform came through a snowstorm to be with us on Christmas Eve. And it goes, um, I'm dreaming of a brown Christmas. Loved ones of all shades come around. Hugs and kisses, blessed safe and sound. In my dreams, Christmas is white and brown. So that just gives you a sense of kind of the, um, uh, of the book. And what, we've been, what I've been doing when I'm doing readings is I'm kind of just having everyone sing that, that, you know, the kind of the chorus with me. And it's, you know, oh. it's a beautiful thing because once you saw, said it once, by the time I get to it the second time, you know it, and I don't even have to prompt people. And it's just a great way to get everyone interacting and hearing the lyrics. And I think it's, um, in a sense, it's an icebreaker because if you're seeing the book, it's like, oh, I'm doing a brown Christmas. What are they trying to say? 
And then you read it, you're like, oh, this is a beautiful message. This is a beautiful sentiment. It's something that we should all be able to embrace and relate to and understand and um, wanna be part of and wanna read. So, you know, hopefully um, we're, we're accomplishing that through, you know, through everyone who's been sharing it and, you know, I, people that share it unprompted and sometimes I have to remind people. But you know what's funny though, with the Christmas book, people are saving it as a Christmas gift. So they're like, oh, I want to share it, but I want to wait till Christmas. And I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so it was kind of funny. It's like, you know, it's, you know, but, it, you know, it's great. It's funny, though, because people, they, they want to share, but they're getting in as gifts. So people might not get it till December, you know, December 25th. But that's fine. As long as people are sharing it and are enjoying it and have are comfortable with, uh, you know, giving it as gifts. That's what's been great. People have been buying them, you know, in groups of like 10 and saying, I'm going to give out all of them. And, you know, oh, thank nice. you for creating this. And, you know, it's just been. It's been really awesome. And this is just our second, this is just our second book, which is kind of mind blowing. Really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, I was laughing um, when I was looking up when good fruit goes bad, because that totally sounds like the story of my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That relates to a lot of people. See? <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where the next one might have to take place. Like in the back of a refrigerator where things are just kind of, <laughs> it's getting, getting hairy back there. <laughs> Well, Vernon and Steve, thank you so much for joining me. And I hope you have a great holiday. Thank you. You too. You too. Thanks for having us. I'm Dreaming of a Brown Christmas is available now. You'll find links to where you can buy it and see a few of the gorgeous illustrations on the Off the Page website. Just go to yourpublicradio.org and click on Off the Page. And stay tuned. I'm going to play the song that Steve wrote that goes with the book. Off the Page will return in January. I've got some really great authors lined up, and I can't wait to share those conversations with you. If you're enjoying Off the Page, please consider throwing a few bucks our way to help support the podcast. You can donate at WSKG.org. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. And here's to a better year in 2022 for all of us. I'm dreaming of a window in their cozy spaces brown smiling faces glad to come home out of the snow I'm dreaming of a brown of a brown oh, oh yeah 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 loved ones of all shades come around 
Kiss it. 